Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. And today, Katie Wells, aka Wellness Mama, returns to the podcast. Katie is a mom of six, best-selling author, award-winning podcaster, the voice behind the internationally popular website, wellnessmama.com, and the founder and CEO of Wellness, a company dedicated to creating natural personal care products that outperform regular alternatives. In today's conversation, we're talking about how simple swaps can support our health as well as our planet. Katie's approach to up-leveling personal care products is to start with the areas that have the biggest impact, the oral microbiome, skin microbiome, and hair care. Listen in to learn how taking baby steps with your personal care products can make a big difference over time. Katie, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me again. It's always so fun to get to talk to you. We had have had such amazing feedback, just the value everybody got from you sharing on that kind of more personal level, just about your your journey and, and how you stay healthy and continue to up-level your health. So I'm really excited today to talk a little bit about the business side of your life. And I want to, I want to dig in to wellness and I, I want to, I don't want to make assumptions. I, I like, look at the timeline of all of the beautiful things you've created, but what inspired you to actually go ahead and, I mean, that's a huge undertaking. It's very different from writing to, to go ahead and, and start this amazing company that makes truly clean, safe, sustainable personal care products. Well, thanks for asking. I would say the short answer is somewhat reluctantly, but it's actually been an amazing journey. You're right. It's a much bigger undertaking than it sounds like when people in like business groups tell you, oh, you should do products. And actually for a long time, I would see other people in the health and Mona space launch products. And I knew that there was a ton of potential there, but for me, I didn't want to ever just do products to do products. I only wanted to do them if they would be actually serving families and meeting a need. And I had already sort of nerded out in oral health for about a decade. That became a pet research topic of mine when I had at one point during one of my pregnancies, several small cavities pop up and I didn't want to fill them while I was pregnant. And during that space between we ended up moving and we're in a different city. So I went to a new dentist and they were like, oh yeah, your teeth are fine. And I was like, what? And started researching and learning things like that teeth are capable of remineralizing, especially from really minor cavities, which is not something I had ever encountered before. And it began this whole like research wormhole on oral health and the oral microbiome and the, the mineral interaction of teeth and fat soluble vitamins in the body. And so I had for years been making my own toothpaste and I published and that recipe is still online, but realized there's a lot of somewhat obscure ingredients that go into actually making a good toothpaste that balances the microbiome of the mouth. And that while even people might think it was a good idea, a lot of them weren't willing to order all these obscure things and have the mess in their kitchen and I also realized around that time that even friends in real life who ate organic, who use natural cleaners, who did a lot of the things that I write about in Wellness Mama and who lived that lifestyle naturally, 
a lot of them were still using certain products that were conventional because they worked. And I realized me included, I didn't want to sacrifice products that worked or my hair feeling a certain way or my teeth looking a certain way for the natural side. And obviously the best answer is both and, but that if, if it was a dichotomy, most people were going to choose the products that worked. And so I realized for a natural alternative to actually be a viable alternative, it had to work as well or better than the conventional Mm. ones. And so I realized also for families, you know, we hear all those stats about the number of chemicals that we encounter on a daily basis. And especially as women, that number is much higher and how babies are born with now hundreds of chemicals in their cord blood. And that the vast majority of these things have never been even tested or studied at all for safety in humans. And we know those statistics. Thankfully, these are now sort of part of the mainstream knowledge. (laughs) In our our circles, I feel like it's more, but even knowing that, women especially are still encountering so many chemicals on a daily basis. And I realized I use the principle of 80-20 often in life and business, even in like time blocking, I use it all the time. And I realized if I applied that to the personal care world, there's actually 20% of product categories in general were responsible for about 80% of our exposure. And that there was sort of a sliding scale, like things that go in our mouth enter the body more rapidly than things that just go on our skin or the ends of our hair or whatever it would be. So I was like, what can I focus on that would 80, 20, this problem and help people without a steep learning curve and without products that don't work, tackle that and start to make that shift. Cause I also think with benefits of compounding, even baby steps make a big difference over time. It's not that we need to, you know, massively change everything in one day in our lives to be healthy. It's those small, consistent choices that build up to the actually most profound effects over time. And so that led to starting in the oral care space and also the hair care space, because what we put specifically on our scalp and in our mouth are an acute exposure to whatever it is, and also a lower level exposure when we're talking about skin or hair. And this is the same reason that something like laundry detergent, which we might not even think of as affecting our body, is on our clothes that we're wearing all day and sometimes all night. And so we're getting both the skin exposure and the low level VOC exposure from inhaling it. And so like where of that, I was like, how can we just change out the 20% of products that can reduce exposure by up to 80%? And then I also thought about that with the idea that it needs to work as well as the conventional alternatives and not have those toxic chemicals. To me, in a perfect world, that's the baseline is every product should not have those toxic chemicals. Right. But understanding that the majority of what goes on our skin or in our mouth also enters our bloodstream, can we use that to our advantage? So rather than just avoiding the bad stuff, which should be in the minimum, how can we put things in these products that actually nourish the scalp or that have the right minerals for the teeth or that provide benefit? Like how can we make use of that principle to actually benefit the body from the outside in while we're also hopefully all learning about and focused on nourishing our body from the inside out and adopting the healthy lifestyle choices that help the body thrive? How can we also just benefit it through daily habits we're already doing? Oh my goodness. I love that. And I, I can't, I hate to totally put you on the spot. Are you going to make a detergent? <laughs> it might be. I know you have recipes in I your do book. Have recipes. And I will say like, I don't, I'm not an investor or anything in them, but Branch Basics makes a great concentrate. That's also very eco-friendly. And so I, in my house, I use that for most things. Okay. But there awesome. are things really great options. That's another shift I've seen in the last now 16 years of doing this is when I started I was buying grass-fed meat out of the back of an Amish farmer's carriage, and it was probably illegal or on the black market. And I, <laughs> you were not going to be able to buy things like coconut oil, at least where I lived in the store. And now so many natural products are available even in big stores or at right. least 
components of them. So I'm really excited to see those shifts happening, but I do have all the recipes for all these things on site, or there's now thankfully amazing options you can just buy as well. There are. I, I was so inspired. And the book for, for everybody listening that's not watching, the book that I'm referencing is Katie's Amazing Wellness Mama Five-Step Lifestyle Detox, because literally there are recipes in there for pretty much everything you use, personal care, household, all the things. And I I really got like re-inspired and motivated when I read the book. Like some of these, they're really easy to make. You make it really accessible. I still haven't done it. So (laughs) that's why I was like, okay, this is why I'm so grateful that, you know, you have wellness. and, and, And like you said, there are things don't have to be either clean and healthy, you know, or work well, like you're, you're bridging that gap and more and more products are. So I'll let you off the hook with the, with the detergent for now, because you have told us how to make our own too. And I'm just grateful. Like I said, that there are options because I know when I started out, I was on an extremely tight budget. And so the DIY option was also the best option from a budget perspective. And now there are budget-friendly ones you can buy as well. But I feel like it's great that there are options for wherever we are in our health journeys and our budgets, whatever it is, There's there are solutions now. So that's really encouraging. And time management and energy. You know, actually, it makes me excited to know that you, you're not, you know, still making your own detergent. <laughs> it's like, okay, we have permission to find good products and use those as well, which is, which is amazing. So was the, the book kind of timeline, the, the book it was, came out in 2018, is that correct? And then wellness was 2020? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It was important for me that everything, all the DIYs would always live in the book, but also on Wellness Mama and always be accessible. And I want those to be options for people, but I also wanted people to have options if they didn't want to make everything from scratch. Cause you're right. It's a huge time investment. If you're going to make everything from scratch. It is. It's huge. And that's where, again, that, that prioritizing, which we'll dig into a little, a little further. I have a feeling I want to ask you, because there are not only there, there are more and more, thank goodness, you know, companies coming out that are, are doing a good job in the various realms um, of, of cleaner, truly healthy products. But the I feel like, you know, the words like natural or clean, you know, like these are buzzwords that are used a lot in marketing. So I want to talk a little bit about wellness as a company because you guys are really authentically walking the walk. So tell us a little bit about your standards and and how it's not just words, you know, on the front of the package. Yeah, I think greenwashing has become quite an issue a little bit in the marketing world right now as more natural products have gotten popular and they have recognized there's a huge consumer demand for this and I looked at companies that I really respected and who maintained their product integrity, even as they grew. And I felt like an important piece of that for me, at least was going to be the third party verification and the objective verification. And I have used for a really long time, the skin deep EWG database to check ingredients on things, because even products that the packaging is gorgeous and it looks like it's natural. You check it in skin deep and it might have things that are tied to in studies, reproductive harm or other huge problems down the road. And so I wanted people to be able to use that same level of verification for all of our products and 
set the standards for that, that not just are they safe, but they're like the highest level of safety on EWG, meaning that all of the ingredients are safe and in theory could be ingested. Not that I recommend eating shampoo or toothpaste, but from a safety standpoint. (laughs) And also from the very beginning, we chose to get B Corp certified, which is a whole extra level of verification. I did not quite know what I was undertaking when I started that process. It's an extremely intensive they verify everything from your ingredient sourcing to how you're treating your employees to if things are sourced sustainably. And I wanted to have that as a a benchmark and an external validation that we would always have as a checkpoint for ourselves to make sure that we were never sacrificing any of those things that I consider really important just for the sake of growth. I also, as a business principal, believe that in life, income follows outcome. And so if you're helping people and if you are aligned, the income will always happen, but I never wanted our choices to be income-based first. I wanted them to be impact-based first and then to grow in a way that felt aligned and ethical. Which is amazing. And and you guys, even you talk about sustain. I want to touch on two things that I think are exceptionally unique with wellness and, and you, it comes from you, that you take the sustainability even to your packaging, which not all you know, there are products I know of that are, that are clean and wonderful and and truly healthy, but don't have, so you really are going that extra mile. And it, it just makes me go back to, you know, your journey, your story, you're, you're trying to improve the planet and life for your children. And so why wouldn't you knowing you and knowing your story, it's like, oh, this makes perfect sense. But like, that's a corner that could easily be cut that you guys don't cut. Yeah. And an expense, we certainly learned when we started the packaging world, but I've written so much in the past about the problems, especially with single use plastics and the like really the bad categories of plastics that take hundreds or up to a thousand years to break down in the environment and then are still leaving plastic byproducts. And we're seeing plastic residue under 30 feet of ice in the Arctic circles now. So this is something that is a widespread planet-wide problem that does not seem to be getting better anytime soon. And every year, the stats on plastic use and single-use plastic use especially go up. And we're seeing this on the health side as well in our kids and their exposure to these endocrine disruptors at earlier and earlier ages and in higher and higher amounts. And we hear about the hormone issues for teenagers and both boys and girls. And all of these seem to be on the rise. So even though it definitely is more expensive, to me, it was important to choose things like bioplastics that are biodegradable that can break down without the harmful byproducts to the environment as well, because like you said, I think that's a, a, such an important balance and it's not one we can choose in either or. Like we need to choose things that are benefiting humans and the environment that we're living in. And my hope is that as companies maybe start doing this more and more, like all of us can hopefully make those choices on an individual basis. And I think there's tremendous power in that grassroots voting with your dollars and the products you're choosing, yeah. but also as big companies get on board and they have economies of scale, we also can see that tide shift more rapidly. And so I know people tend to get upset when big companies buy out these smaller companies, but I'm like, right. if the if the contracts are good and they're able to maintain their quality and their integrity, now these massive companies have economies of scale on more natural sourcing and products. And we need both to actually shift the tides of what we're seeing. We need grassroots movement and families making good choices, and we need big companies making more sustainable choices. So I think it's another both and scenario. And I'm hoping that over time, we see more companies stepping into those choices. I love that. I, I have one particular, you know, brand that that I was thinking about when when I remember this big uproar in kind of the paleo community. 
And and for me, as somebody who is always, you know, referring her clients to find better products, whether it be food, personal care, household, to be able to say, you can just go to your grocery store and get, you know, X, Y, Z. And like you said, as long as that integrity of the product is is maintained, I think it it, it can be a really good thing. So I, I love that. I have to circle back. You know, we were talking about third-party testing, and that's another thing that I think really stands out. You can go to your website and see all of the ingredients, and you have the EWG verification and then the numbers there, which that's really you're not even like leaving it to the consumer. Like, yeah, you can look my stuff up on EWG. It's like, you have just taken all of the guesswork out of, are these products truly safe and clean or not? And, and some of the ingredients, I, you know, for people that have allergies or things like that, it's just really important for them to be able to access like what's in there. So, so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I think, yeah, ingredient transparency is a huge thing. And I am grateful to see more and more companies do this. I'm actually, some of my inspiration for this also came from my friend Todd, who runs Dry Farm Wines and yes. how they're the largest importer of natural wines. And most of their wines are coming from small family vineyards in, in Europe. And they're very careful about their sourcing. And they still test all of the wines that they bring in to verify that they don't have glyphosate and to ver- verify that they don't have added ingredients. And those conversations with him, because the alcohol world is a, a whole different wild west of ingredients where they don't even have to disclose ingredients at all. And there can be up to like 80 additives in wine that you might never know about. And he explained, you know, sometimes people think they're reacting to wine. They're often reacting to a dye that they don't know is in there or right. to egg that are used in the clarification process that are not disclosed. And so knowing that many moms and there's many allergy situations, I wanted to make sure that there was always that feeling of safety and transparency and what the ingredients are, because even if something is a natural ingredient, a person could still react to it. So to me, having full transparency is really, really important, especially when you're serving moms and families. Well, I love that. And I I commend it as somebody who raised children who had, you know, food allergies and allergies. It just, it's just obviously nothing like this existed 28 years ago when I started with my first one who was like this highly allergic kid. But it, it is, it's, it's, but that's an extra step that you guys are doing that is really unique and, and special. And I just, I, I wanted to point it out because it, there is sometimes this fatigue of, trying to do the research of like, okay, you know, is this product truly clean? And and so then sometimes people are like, they may research, you know, be like, think they're doing the right thing. Right. And that's with the whole greenwashing. It's, it can be hard for people. And that's where I say, if you can find these companies like wellness that you can trust the company, I know any product you make, I can recommend to people. And yes, if they have allergies, they should double check, you know, you know, if they can't do the peppermint or something like that. Um, so it's a, it's it's just a, an extra layer of caring, I feel like, that you guys are putting into the company. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's wow. So I want to circle back. You mentioned, you know, start your your journey with the the little tiny cavities and and remineralization. And I was thinking, yeah, I wouldn't know like can somebody even just get hydroxyapatite? <laughs> like I, I would never try to make my own truly healthy toothpaste. 
we talked, so you talked about how, you know, the, the mouth absorbs things into the bloodstream really quickly. And you mentioned the scalp, like if somebody is listening and, and they're new to what I call cleaning it up. Right. And, and just starting to realize that, that maybe, you know, the products that their mom was using aren't the products they should be using for their kids. Do you have like, you know, three things people can do or, you know, what is your, because you have such knowledge of the, you know, that 80, 20, where are we getting the worst things? Absolutely. And for me, that's why I kind of, if I was going to put them in categories, oral health would be the top category because that's beyond even just a topical skin exposure that's in the mouth. And there are medications that they put under the tongue because of how rapidly they can be absorbed into the body. And so I think this is a unique, like I said, place to avoid toxins for sure, but also a unique place that you can benefit the body if you understand everything that's happening within the mouth and the oral microbiome. So to me, that was the starting point. And I found so many fascinating things when I really delved into the world of the oral microbiome, because not only is that the first step in digestion and it sends a whole lot of signals back and forth. And we now know that, you know, the majority of serotonin is made in the gut and gut health has a direct impact on brain health. So this whole axis is vital, especially in kids and things like when babies are teething and they often will spike a fever or have seemingly immune reactions. It's because that those microbiomes are interacting for the first time when the teeth are breaking through the gums, there's a microbiome interaction happening. So even at a young age, it's very important to be aware of the microbiome in the mouth. There's also really interesting things like if you've been to the dentist, you might've heard either things about strep mutants, which is the bacteria that leads to cavities or about gingivitis. And just like how there can be opportunistic bad bacteria in the gut, there can be in the mouth as well. And those are two of the ones that can happen. They're sort of opposite ends of the spectrum. So often a person will not at the same time be dealing with the cavity causing bacteria and gingivitis because they're both opportunistic and sort of will take over. So the answer there is not to kill all the bacteria in the mouth, just like we are hopefully aware of not to just throw tons of antibiotics in our gut and kill off our gut bacteria. It's how do we nurture the right beneficial balance of bacteria, understanding that when we have a strong oral microbiome, it's designed to keep those things in check. And if one of those opportunistic bacteria is running rampant, it often just means that we're not, we're either there's something in our mouth that we don't need, or we're not giving the body what it does need to have an optimal microbiome. And so then it was building, how do we give microbiome supporting things to the mouth, as well as the minerals like hydroxyapatite. And that was one of the reasons, even one of our odd things is we encourage people not to rinse their mouth at night after they brush their teeth and to let that stay in the mouth because there are ingredients that are helping both the oral microbiome and the remineralization process while you sleep. And so like getting to delve into all of that helped me understand that a lot of these same things we talk about when it comes to gut health actually apply very much in the mouth as well. And then to a little bit lesser of a degree, we also have a skin microbiome and anything that's on the skin, the ranges vary, but somewhere in the 60% range can be absorbed and enter the bloodstream. And so again, that means we want to avoid the things that we don't want in our body on our skin as well. But that also means, can we put beneficial things in the products that are sitting, for instance, on our scalp all day? Because even if we're rinsing out shampoo and conditioner, traces of that still stay on the scalp or in the hair. So we want things that are not harmful to breathe, that are not going to cause low level exposure that's bad for our lungs, but also that can like nourish the hair follicle with nutrients and support the skin microbiome as well. And so I think it, when we take the microbiome aspect of personal care into it, it's super fascinating. And then I would say the third tier of that 
would be the little bit more complicated world for women, especially of cosmetics and additional personal care products. I think starting with things like hair care, skin care, and oral care are important because those are big categories we can tackle. But just like we talked about in the beginning, women also don't want to sacrifice appearance for the sake of natural. And there are now great makeup brands available as well for women who want to wear makeup. I think that is a bigger category to tackle. And so I always encourage people to start with the things like oral care and hair care first. That's such great advice. And, and, you know, we need to take care of our oral microbiome and and we all need to be whatever your opinion is on, on your cleaning rituals and routines. We all need to do that. And then, you know, the cosmetics become a choice beyond that. And like you said, such a big, I can't even imagine. I don't know if that's something that you're planning on tackling in the future or not, but that's another area again, where we have things available. I know when I first started to pay attention to what I was putting on and in my body, the the safe choices were kind of gross for makeup or or not not effective they didn't feel good there weren't any kind of you know higher end it, it was all a compromise it was a really big compromise so that's an industry as well that at least now there are various options that are that are safe and more and more coming out all the time. But again, it's another industry where greenwashing is rampant and and you really need to do your homework. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So amazing. So this is, I, I love because I know you do so much research and I, I geek out on you geeking, you know, I know what's gone into all of these answers. And so it makes me happy to know that like kind of the, the way I prioritize with my clients is, is the same. And it's the same with, for me, household products. I, I start with laundry detergent because, you know, you mentioned clothes, but we, I mean, we we're washing our sheets and we're sleeping on them all night and we're drying off with our towels. And like, you just, it literally everything that touches you in your house has, has touched your detergent as well. So I, I think I, I listeners, I'm sure, you know, branch basics is probably wondering why they just had a big surge on laundry detergent. <laughs> it's, it's so, so good. So do you have, you know, we, we, you covered a you're you do such a good job in hitting the, the different, you know, these th- three zones, are you, do you have any new products in the works that are coming out? We do. The one I'm, I can talk about in loose terms is coming out in January and it's aimed at that oral microbiome piece specifically. So we have the toothpaste that does support the oral microbiome and helps with the remineralization. And this one is helpful in that if you do have an opportunistic bacteria and you don't want to kill your good bacteria, what do you do? And the answer there is not mouthwash. I'm somewhat I would say very anti-conventional mouthwash because it it would be similar to the antibiotic idea in the gut. It's going to kill off everything. And then now you have to rebuild. And most of us don't have habits that are supporting rebuilding that good bacteria. So now you're putting yourself in a deficit. And even among some dentists, mouthwash is the recommended option. So I wanted to find something that would be oral, healthy, good microbiome supportive and also help tackle the opportunistic bacteria that can take over in the mouth. So that's coming in January. And then I feel like in the oral category, all the research is around ways to support that. So we even have uh, probiotic mints, for instance, that you can use to nurture oh, your- so excited. And those are out. <laughs> but expanding more into 
all within the personal care umbrella, but into like body care and some new oral health and hair care products as well. Awesome. I can't wait. I I have to say I was, then this is not what I was planning on talking about, (laughs) but you guys make a, a dry shampoo. We do. We're, uh, for now, it's seasonally rotating out just because we felt like that didn't serve as many people as like... Okay. I was surprised, <laughs> but then also impressed how you could even make a dry shampoo that's not terrible for you <laughs> and knowing you that it's also good for you somehow. So yeah. I, I just was like, I, it was fascinating to me because I felt like, wow, that talk about going beyond the basics, right? So... Well, yeah. and we do have like floss and floss picks that both don't put microplastics into your gums, which I felt was important and deodorant. Cause that's a category we haven't even talked about yet, but we have so much lymphatic interaction that happens in the armpits and the majority of conventional deodorants are violating that principle of at least don't put the really bad stuff on your body. And they're putting even things like aluminum directly over lymphatic spots, especially like the left armpit. 75% of our lymphatic drainage happens on the left side of the body between the armpit and that spot on your collarbone. And so when we're essentially blocking lymphatic activity, this is not just not put, I mean, this is now a category of not just don't put the bad things on your body, but also don't put things that are inhibiting your lymphatic function, which is vital to detox and so many other things. And so this is a microbiome supporting and not lymphatic blocking deodorant. Which is, which is amazing. And that is, I always, the two personal care products I start with, with my clients, toothpaste and deodorant, and God forbid they're using antiperspirant. So I love that, that you, you mentioned that. I know do you find once people have changed lifestyle, gotten healthy, detoxed, kept, kept their detox pathways open, don't you find that then there is no body odor? Yes. But I do feel like that's like, it can be a bell curve and the adjustment period, especially if you have years and years of using an antiperspirant and you've shut down those detox pathways. Yeah, I know that adjustment phase firsthand, I know it can be uncomfortable. And so I even have on Wellness Mama, a post about how to detox your armpits if you have used antiperspirants, because people will often react to natural deodorants. And that can be for reasons like if you're making your own, if the baking soda percentage is too high, now you're disturbing the pH of the skin and you're getting a reaction. But it can also be if you're putting things that have natural drawing properties, like these more natural oils and butters or baking soda on the skin, it's helping pull some of that stuff out, which can be uncomfortable in the adjustment period. So for people who experience that, I encourage them to try detoxing their armpits to actually get that lymphatic flow working again. And that that often solves the issue of the natural deodorant. But I, I found at least online, a lot of the recipes for homemade ones tend to have a little bit too much baking soda and it's, the pH is a little bit off and that's why people react to it. So that was our other thing to tackle is how do we address the skin microbiome, address not interrupting the lymphatic function of the armpits and also hit a range for pH that's natural to the skin. That's not going to lead to rashes. I love that that you, cause people think they're actually just sensitive to baking soda. So see, you just taught everybody <laughs> it's, it's a pH issue <laughs> and, and not necessarily a baking soda problem, <laughs> which is, is important to differentiate because I know people that have tried to switch on to, to cleaner deodorants and had issues. And then they're like, well, now what do I do? I'm going to go back to my horribly, you know, toxic lymphatic blocking stuff I was using before. So don't throw in the towel. You guys have to try the, 
the the proper balance. And that's that level of detail that I was talking about before that I think really sets wellness apart. You guys do just, it's an incredible job. Well, thank you. And I think it's like that as above, so below thing. And so many of the things you talk about as well are important. And if people are experiencing that reaction, it's looking at also what's going on inside the body and our magnesium levels low, because that can make a difference in body odor. Are you getting enough micronutrients and basic hydration? Like often the things we're experiencing on our skin are a great window into what's actually going on in our body or our liver or something else. And so I, I always try to say symptoms are a messenger and I would say even a gift. And so if you're experiencing any of those reactions, that's awesome. It's telling you something about perhaps what's going on inside your body that gives you a, a plan to address that thing. So such sage advice. People always ask me, you know, how does she know so much? And she, you know, looks like she's 14, which we know you're not. And we know you're, <laughs> but you are like the poster child for, for truly clean living because it is amazing. I mean, the, the we didn't talk about, you guys have to check out episode 106 if you didn't hear it, where we dig into Katie's personal journey and, and family life and, and just how you maintain this level of wellness in, in your own life while being such a powerhouse in the wellness industry. So, and look, you know, like a kid while you're doing it all. So, <laughs> and I know you haven't always felt like that on the inside. So it gives all of us inspiration. It's amazing. Well, I'm really excited to watch the, the product lines expand and grow and just really grateful for, for the resource that wellness is. Um, for everybody who's trying to do better, everyone who is educating and learning and and making those shifts. Well, thank you. And you're such a powerhouse on the education side as well. And I'm so grateful for voices like yours that are helping people decipher and understand. And like a thing I say, probably to the point of exhaustion on my podcast is we are each our own primary healthcare provider. And while we can work with practitioners who are awesome partners in that, we still have that responsibility. And we're still the ones making daily choices that can either improve or harm our health. And so I love all the things that you talk about and how how many resources you give people for education to understand and take ownership of their health. Well, I thank you and and so grateful for you again sharing. And and if you guys haven't checked out the wellness mama, wellnessmama.com, I mean, talk about a plethora of education and you know, there are articles there. I, I don't know. Do you just write like all the time? There, there are <laughs> articles there about pretty much any question you might have that relates to wellness or organization or all the things. Thank you. Yeah, I have done a lot of writing over the years. I think it's like 1500 blog posts now and writing is an outlet for me. So that was a great, as I was on my own journey, it was a great way to process the information and to synthesize it. And I I think a lot of people from Einstein to Feynman and all the ones in between have quotes about you don't really understand something until you can explain it to someone else in simple terms. And so I feel like in that sense, I've, I'm so grateful for all the benefit I've gotten from getting to write all those things and from getting to interact with this amazing community of moms and to learn as I go with everybody. So I'm just, it, I'm super grateful every day for that. Well, we are grateful that you sh- have shared so much of your journey and Again, for the people that are like me that are, you know, super geeky, like I love the fact that that it's not just sharing your journey. Like you're 
a research fanatic, <laughs> it seems like. And so I appreciate that, you know, it's, it's, there is, everything is backed, you know, you're not just like randomly offering advice to people. So it is, it's amazing. Um, I cannot encourage listeners enough, like go to wellness. It's W E L L N E S S E dot com and and check out the products. It's just such a great way to to up level your health that doesn't even take effort. I mean that's the thing when we just start up leveling the products and you're brushing your teeth anyway. You might as well be using something that is not only not bad for you, but supporting your oral microbiome at the same time and supporting your health and wellness. So and you guys can use JM Coach for a discount that the to just to get you jump started. So Katie, thank you so, so much for coming back and, and sharing more about just the contribution you're making to the wellness space. Thank you again for having me. And it's such a joy to talk to you. I love our conversations and I'm so grateful. Thank you. For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guests. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.